I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. This is episode 26 of Bizarro World. I am your host, Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. We had a week of real outrage, fake outrage, gold holding 1400 um, a lot going on. Nick, first and foremost, happy belated 4th of July. How was your week, sir? Happy belated 4th of July to you and the family, Gerardo. I had a fantastic one and, and I'm still currently having a fantastic one. We're at a lake in North Idaho. My parents are here. My little niece is here and my sister is here and they haven't been out to visit me in the two years since we moved. So good vibes all around. have grilled some steaks, hung out with the family played with some explosives, celebrated my freedom, all the good stuff. How about you? I love it. It was excellent. Had uh, friends and family, loved ones around, good food, good drinks, um, some baseball, all all around good time. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. It's good to be able to celebrate freedom. And despite all of our um, opportunities for improvement in this country, I challenge anybody to uh, make an argument that there is a better alternative Despite my positive feeling towards our wonderful country, man, was there a lot of bullshit out there this week. We had, um, you know, real outrage um, directed at both Nike and Colin Kaepernick. I want to talk about that. I know you have some opinions there. Um, We had little Nas X. I love this kid. This kid is like the ultimate troll with talent, right? So on the last day of Pride Day, he came out um, and said he was gay. And I just think that it's the coolest thing in the world that this kid named little Nas X, an African-American kid um, who has the number one single in the country for I don't know how many weeks now um, and has been embraced by the OGs of the country community eh, decides on the last day of Pride Day to say, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm gay. Um, so that was good. Kudos to him. Alabama. What the fuck is going on with Alabama? More fuckery there. I want to talk about that, but let's get to the markets first. Um, we saw gold pull back a bit on some expected profit taking as of the time of this recording. It actually closed right at that 1400 mark, 1399.60. So it bounced back pretty well despite a stronger dollar. Um, I like this gold market. Nobody believes it yet. It's like, and we talked about this in the past, but it's like the Dow over the past eight or nine years. Nobody believes that we're in a bull market. And and the setup is great. Frankly, if you want to go buy some of the better juniors out there, you can buy them for the same price you could have bought them when gold was at 1300 Well, gosh. That was a that was a whole chunk of stuff there off the top. I just watched uh, bald eagles soar across the lake. I'm still <laughs> at the lake, so I'm perched above it, sitting in my truck because there's a bunch of little kids down in the house. And so maybe I'll just stay here, given all the bullshit that's going on in uh, mainstream USA. I'm going to stay in the remote panhandle of northern Idaho. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, seriously though, I caught. Some news, not too, too much because connection was spotty, but I saw the little Nas X stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but like you said, let's do the market. So um, last week I had said on the Twitterverse that um, our friend Mr. Dines, who I was speaking to, was saying what you just said, that um, there's going to be a bit of a pullback in the names that led the rally, like Agnico Eagle and Barrick, perhaps, and that... Um, that was to be expected, but that it is not a a sign that the bull market is off and it is not a head fake. It is, in fact, 
and I'm just going to quote Mr. Dines here because that's the easiest thing to do while on vacation. This is it, he said, and I said, I sure hope so, Dines, and he says, I don't hope, I know it to be true, it's a fact. And I said, okay, here we go. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing that nobody believes it. It, it, it maybe gives some, some laggards some time to get positioned, and, and people like you and I and, and investors who, who read the things we write, who maybe have thought we were crying wolf for the past couple of years to say, hey, maybe these guys have uh, some quality information here and then we're on to something, if not um, a, a bit early. And so, um, yeah, take a look at the at the quality names that we've talked about the week in and week out on this podcast, the Midas's and Almondins, et cetera. And I'm with you. I think that we had a strong monthly close at the end of June. The number was in the 1360s that we had to hold, and we held that by like 30 bucks. And so feeling pretty good here at, at 1400 um, close today and and another strong run earlier in the week from, from what I saw quickly looking at the Internet. So, uh, no, it was a good week to take a break, um, let gold shake it out, and again, take some perspective. It's been five or six years in the making for this bull market. It's not going to happen overnight. Hopefully, we're going to get a you know a solid eighteen month, two year, three year bull market. So, but it's not going to it's not going to be instant coffee. Just give it some time. Yeah, I, I actually believe this will be a, a three to five year bull market that sets historic highs in real terms. And I say that because of the bottoming process, right? This market took a lot longer to bottom than previous bull markets. And so that's a positive. Another positive is despite the fact that we had a very, very robust jobs report today, which added 224,000 jobs in June, the expectation was 165,000. Despite that, gold pulled back to that 1380 level and turned right back around and rushed back up to that $1,400 level, closing at 1399.60. So I think that's a positive. Um, the fact that it's holding in there despite the dollar flirting with 98 again, it's at 97.5 the last time I checked. Um, that's a positive. So there's, there, there, there's a lot to like there. Um, a little bit of context, the 10-year German boond is now a negative 0 0.40. Um, that makes gold very, very attractive. And again, a little bit more perspective. There's now $13 trillion of dollar-denominated negative debt. Let that sink in for a little bit. So all of those things really bode well for what I see as an emerging but very young gold bull market. Um, get your positions this summer, folks, because you're not going to be able to find this stuff at these prices next year. And let me just get on my soapbox for a minute, because the jobs number absolutely crushed it from what I read in the two minutes I read about it. It was the expectations were below 200,000 and the number was well above 200,000. The finer point on it is that uh, uh, it looked like the, the wages aren't growing as fast or keeping up or, or not maintaining the, the little bit of growth that they were experiencing. And so what I want to say is that uh, with the closing of June and the entering into July, um, welcome to a new decade almost, by the way, too, Gerardo. We're like hmm. uh, less than six months away from the close of the decade. But anyway, um, we're entering the longest U.S. Uh, economic expansion in history. And so, um, you know, what you just said earlier, nobody believed we were in a bull market. And, and here we are, whatever, um, eight to 10 years into it. And people have gotten rich. And yes, the rich have gotten richer. I'm talking about 
you know, the money that you can't even count, the billionaires, these guys that are out there, um, like the, the Franco Israeli guy who just bought Sotheby's or, or trying to take Sotheby's private for multi-billions of dollars or the guys who are out there buying record paintings for hundreds of millions of dollars. And that that's all happening right now. And that's a function of uh, the economy expanding so strongly um, over this record amount of time. But, you know, anyone that has tried hard and paid attention should have done well as well. And and that's the point I want to make. We talk a, a bit about uh, on, on this podcast about uh, wealth disparity and and lack of opportunity for some groups. But the point, and you started the hour of saying this, is that there's no better alternative in the world for for economic opportunity for yourself than America. And you've just experienced the strongest economic expansion in the in the past in the history. So if you weren't able to take advantage of that, it's still going on. Now is the time. You're seeing markets still at record highs. The Fed willing uh, verbally and in its actions to support markets. And you've got a uh, a precious metal market in making. So if you, you know, uh, were, didn't take advantage over the past 10 years, now is the time. And so that's one, a tip of the hat to America and the system we have, that the opportunity is there if you use it. And there's this other investment opportunity still available. Uh, the bull market might be long in the tooth, but there's, there's always a bull market somewhere, as the saying goes. In the words of Ric Flair... Whether you like it or don't like it, it's the best thing going. That, there it is on cue. I love it. That's just a fact. And let me say this. Let's be absolutely clear that the market, the bull market uh, in the major U.S. indices, of course, has been beneficial to the investing class, the speculating class. And I encourage especially young people, I encourage you to find if you have any discretionary income Find resources and people that are involved in the investing and speculating space. Um, wealth in this country traditionally has always migrated from the working class to the investing class. That's just the way it works. It's been that way since the beginning. It's worse now. The disparity is worse now than it has been in some time. But make absolutely no mistake, the people that invest and speculate in equities have a lot, a lot of factors going for them. You have a Fed that punishes savers but encourages speculation and investment. You have a president right now that punishes savers but encourages speculation and investment. And you have a, a, a macro backdrop of a U.S. indices bull market, a precious metals, gold specifically, bull market, and a crypto bull market, crypto bull market 2.0, which I believe, uh, you know, is, 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 is going to far surpass the 20,000 that we got to last time, the Bitcoin prices. And we can talk about that crypto, um, pulled back a little bit, a healthy pullback. It settled today about the 11,200 mark. We're talking about Bitcoin now. And I think it's a, a healthy pause in what will otherwise be another raging run higher. Well, same as gold, I was just going to say you could press the ditto button for the gold conversation we had five minutes ago. Um, healthy reach men still well above $10,000, crypto miners making money and, and constantly deploying new assets to expand mining operations. So uh, bull market intact there, just like it is in, in gold for, for some of the similar reasons. So I don't think anything to worry about there, like you said, 2.0. So um 
yeah, keep an eye on it, but still opportunity in crypto there for sure. Same thing as gold. Absolutely. And as far as gold companies go and crypto for that for that matter, look in the gold space, look for companies that have active drill programs right now. Look for companies that have a healthy treasury. Look for companies that are operating in jurisdictions they're familiar with. Um, one company we've talked about here multiple times when it was trading at the 22, 23 cent level, Ethos Gold has two drill programs running simultaneously, one in Nevada, um, where they have a, the right to 50% of that project, the Iron Point project, and one in Mexico, um, where they have the option of earning into 100% of the La Purisima Gold project. Either one of those projects could be a company maker. The company has a robust treasury. They know what they're doing in each jurisdiction. And it's not a coincidence that that company's up over 30% just this week, um, still trading at a fraction of what it should be trading considering the, the, the macro backdrop in gold. Shareholder of both. Uh, you said it well. Ethos is um, under the helm of Craig Roberts and multiple shots on goal. Lots of cash in the bank. So funded it uh, personally and in the Nick's Notebook newsletter. And yeah, looking forward to uh, results in the coming weeks and months. And Magna is another one that just started trading recently that is uh, will be drilling in Mexico as well. So Magna Gold is another one with quality leadership that has, um, you know, discovered and developed multiple and sold many mines and projects before in Arturo Benia. So um, two names we've mentioned before and, and we'll continue to talk about as the as the bull market unfolds and as those companies have news. Magna ticker symbol um, is MGR. It does not yet have a U.S. listing. The company is working on it. I'm told it should happen within the next four to five weeks. That will coincide with my visit um, to Mexico to meet Mr. Arturo Bonillas and visit the project myself. Um, the gentleman's five for his last five when it comes to putting uh, gold projects into production. The team knows how to do it. They know how to do it quickly. They have an internal um, goal of putting that project into production within the next nine to 12 months, which I think is going to be an absolute sweet spot for cash flow. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to visiting the project here in early August. Good. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Let's get to the fuckery in the world. Let's start with uh, Nike, Colin Kaepernick, and Betsy Ross Shoes. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to start by saying this. I know you have opinions, Nick, so I'm going I'm to let you get to those opinions. Before we get to that part of it, I will say this. Nike has done a very good job recently, um, specifically with issues related to Mr. Kaepernick of buying themselves a whole shit ton, a lot of advertising for absolutely nothing. And I think that as upset as people are, and I thought it was bullshit as well, um, th though I get the reasoning. Let me be clear about that. I, I, I thought Mr. Kaepernick maybe overplayed his hand by stepping in and saying, hey, you know, um, I want you to pull those. And I don't know that that's how the conversation happened. But let's be clear that it's Nike that made the decision to pull the shoes. And let's also be clear that I don't think it's a coincidence that they made the decision after they had already shipped a bunch to the stores. Um, they're just as culpable to me as Mr. Kaepernick in this because I think it's all an advertising game where they're buying advertising space without having to pay for it. Um, so I'll start there, and then I'd love to get your take on the real outrage and the fake outrage because there's a lot of fake outrage this week. 
So, you know, to get upset about uh, a, a flag that is any sort of in the past and, and he has flown recently at, you know, events like Obama's inauguration where you said, you know, there's two of them where he, where he flown them. I'm not sure that that's, um, you know, having your, your priorities right in the crosshairs. I think that you have to, you have to pick your battles and, and just because that that was the flag at the time of the revolution and there was slavery going on at the time, that doesn't mean that uh, the two are intertwined and that doesn't mean that one is a symbol of the other. And I just think it's a distraction. And then for people on both sides, you know, when Colin, when Colin Kaepernick says um, you should pull those shoes because of their links to racism, um, you have all the people saying, yeah, that flag's a link to racism and the outrage on that side. And then the people that, have always been against him and his uh, original cause, uh, the police brutality and the ongoing racism in the country. You have those people saying, oh, well, there goes Kate Papernick again, shooting off his mouth and his whatever, whatever. So, um, you know, just a flare up, but in the end, who wins? The, 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 Nike. the company, like you said at the top, <laughs> right? Nike wins. And, and it, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this story because it's interesting to me that the, the story as the Wall Street Journal reported it, is very different than what it's what, what it's playing out in Twitter, for example, and on social media. Um, the way that the Wall Street Journal reported it is they said Kaepernick raised a red flag about the sneakers because of the association with slave era America. Raising a red flag or having dialogue with an executive about the shoes is very different from he stepped in and said, pull them. I can't get behind this because of the association with the slave era. Um, obviously, right. everything from back then has an association um, right. with, with slavery. The revolution itself has an association with the slave era. All of it. All of it. All of it. So it'll be interesting to me um, to see if this wasn't some shrewd Nike executive that said, here comes another billion dollars worth of free advertising. Let's put out there that, hey, we're pulling them because of Mr. Kaepernick's concerns. Um, I'm curious to see if that's actually what it was or, or if there's more to it than that. Or maybe not. Maybe, you know, he just said, hey, look, my people were slaves at the time and I don't have a positive vibe about those shoes. Again, ultimately, Nike made the decision to pull them. They're a publicly traded company. If they felt that was the best thing for their shareholders, they have every right um, to make that decision, but people have every right to be upset. People have every right to go spend $2,000 on the shoes on eBay. The ones that made it to the store that, that were leaked ahead of time. Again, the timing of that seems really suspicious to me, but either way, I think it just speaks to the divisions that we still have. And like you, so <laughs> you put it very well, Nick, people have confirmation bias all the time. And I think that however you felt about this particular issue, you already had your opinions probably made up for the majority of people. A lot of people just talk in their book. Do you think Lil Nas X wears Betsy Ross flag Nikes or is he a cowboy boot type of man? Uh, <laughs> it's funny you ask. I think he's a uh, cowboy boot with um, some flip flops on the side type of cowboy man. That's what I believe. Ah, gentleman cowboy who knows how to relax. Sounds like sounds like a fine fellow. <laughs>
<laughs> Let's talk Lil Nas X. Congrats to him on his on his success. And, you know, it's one of the better music videos I've seen in a very long time for Old Town Road. It's done amazingly well. Everybody loves the song, except for the people that hate the name Lil Nas X. Um, you know, he comes out as gay and kudos for him, you know. And again, people lose their shit over something that really doesn't affect them, right? Um, a lot of people are upset. This is the face of country music right now. Now it turns out that Lil Nas X is gay. Is this what we want representative of our culture? Blah, blah, blah. Thoughts on that, Nick? Should we give a shit? Well, there's been rhinestone cowboys since the 70s. Come on. I mean, they've been out there. You know they're out there. Brokeback Mountain and all that. Come on. Um, no, I joke. But it's the same <laughs> as gold... It's the same as gold and Bitcoin, just like it's the same uh, as Kaepernick and Lil Nas X. The people who already felt how, how they felt about Lil Nas X just had more fuel to their fire. So the country tradi- traditionalists who were already saying, you know, this guy's not country, are now saying even more so um, now that he said he's... Did he say he's gay or did he say he's bi? What did he say? I don't even know what he, he said. He said he was gay. He said, I thought y'all knew. And then, you know, everybody started with the jokes about Old Town Road and was I ride my horse and the whole thing. And he's like, I was talking about a horse, guys. Like, really, I like, I like horses. <laughs> it wasn't a metaphor. <laughs> his, his Twitter account is hilarious, funny. by the way. He is absolutely hilarious on social media. If, uh, if, if you want a kid with a good sense of humor and some perspective, follow his Twitter account. It's funny as all hell. I will have to do that because I am not currently a follower. And just to wrap up what I was saying, and so the people who think that, hey, it's a breath of fresh air and like Billy Ray Cyrus and et cetera that supported him, it's like, good, you know, it's like a, a fresh face. He's not afraid to, you know, say who he is or whatever. And so just like you said, confirmation bias. I haven't followed it too closely. I just saw it on Twitter one day. Um, but same thing as Kaepernick. There you go. Let's talk more bullshit and fake outrage. The Little Mermaid um, has been cast, so they're redoing The Little Mermaid as they recently redid Aladdin and soon to be released The Lion King. Little Mermaid, of course, epic, amazing cartoon. Growing up, I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to see it again. They have cast a young lady who I actually saw perform, um, Halle Bailey. She's a part of Chloe and Halle. Um, and, and they, they opened for Jay-Z and Beyonce over the summertime. They, they toured with them. Very, very talented young lady. I'm excited to see her cast in the Little Mermaid part as Ariel. Immediately, again, the people that already have one way of looking at life, um, were upset. The hashtag not my Ariel went viral. It's all over the place. People aren't upset because she's not talented enough to play the part. It's a fucking cartoon, by the way. People aren't upset because of her voice. They're not upset by, you know, will she look the same? They're upset because of her skin tone because she is African American. Again, people, it's a fucking cartoon. Get a grip and get a life. Like, seriously, is this what we're mad about? in 2019 with all of the fuckery going on in our country? Who is going to play Sebastian the Crab? Do we know? Hasn't been decided yet. Not yet, but that's an important one too. 
I will readily admit that The Little Mermaid was one of my favorite Disney movies growing up, and I could probably still sing many of the tunes. I will spare you, at least for the moment. Um, <laughs> Indulge us, Nick. Indulge us. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Maybe when the film is out. Maybe when the film is out. Maybe maybe my kids will be old enough to go, and I'll take them, and, and, and I'll do a little song and dance for you. Um, like but it. one, of course, Nike is doing this because... Disney, um, Disney, Disney. Well, <laughs> Freudian slip. You said Nike. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> of course, Disney, just like Nike was advantageous with Colin Kaepernick, right? Of course, Disney yeah, right. is doing this because everyone my age in their mid to late 30s, it, these were all in their prime. Uh, and now we all have kids. And so not only are we nostalgic for our childhood and the films that we saw then, we can now... Uh, with the coin we have in our pocket because we're 10 years into our careers and we have little kids, we can now bring our little kids to see these movies. And so how well thought out of Disney to do that, right? Um, and also they did Dumbo this year in addition to the Aladdin one you mentioned. So they are really, really uh, raking it in. As far as the outrage, I don't really care who plays Ariel as long as it's entertaining and as long as I can sing along to the songs like under the sea because that was my favorite ah oh, so good so good so good my last little fate. and wait 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 oh, i have a question, done, done. Have yeah. a question. fire and maybe a maybe a prediction actually Ooh. when we cast when we cast sebastian or when the movie comes out there's going to be some fake outrage about sebastian appropriating jamaican culture you wait <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We'll, we'll have to uh, we'll, we'll have to follow up on that. <laughs> you bet, man. I love it. I love it. My last fake outrage, and there was a lot of it this week. Um, Alex Morgan, superstar player for the women's um, soccer team, the U.S. soccer team. Um, a ton of criticism. If 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 you didn't see, she uh, made a a goal that put the team ahead in the World Cup semifinal. You know, she went ahead and ran toward the corner flag, and and I thought it was beautiful, actually. She mimicked drinking a cup of tea, right? And so I thought it was great. Look, man, I grew up playing sports. I loved box. I loved baseball. I loved basketball. Um, athletes are competitive. That's why they compete. Um, if you think Alex Morgan in a World Cup semifinal hitting a goal that puts the team ahead – um, isn't worthy of a little bit of celebrating again, find something better to get mad about. Cause that's not it people. I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I thought the team killed is she a lesbian. Um, I don't believe Alex Morgan is. And then again, her teammate who is a lesbian, she caught some outrage earlier in the week for saying, I'm not fucking going to the white house. Donald Trump's not inviting us. Um, you know, after their win, she was asked. So um, that lady was, was, is, is a lesbian and, and is in a, in a relationship with one of the better athletes of our time, Sue Bird. Um, but Alex Morgan is not, I believe Alex Morgan just caught the, 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 the leftover rage from the, 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 the teammate that said, I'm not fucking going to the white house. Trump isn't inviting me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought that's where it came from, but yeah, to, um, I, I, I don't see that in, in, in. In men's sports, I don't see when somebody knocks somebody out and celebrates it. I don't see people going, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> why is he so happy about that knockout? You know, when uh, when Tiger Woods hits a shot and he's pumping his fist and he's 
yelling into the crowd. I see the crowd cheering that and yelling, yeah, go Tiger. Tiger is back. I don't see people saying, how could he, how could he be on, on the green there and, uh, you know, be so disrespectful to the game? Um, so, yeah, I thought, I thought there was some sexism involved there. I wasn't up on the news this week, so I didn't know, uh, and I haven't been following the World Cup, so I didn't know exactly who we were talking about. But that's the point I would make is that you don't hear that when it's, uh, and I would have said specifically a white male athlete, but I guess Tiger Woods is uh, a good example too. But I was thinking of like, you know, like Muhammad Ali, for example, there would be outrage there because he was a little, um, well, not a little, he was a lot against the culture, had come out as Muslim and changed his name. And so when he started being, um, you know, taunting his opponents and standing over them and I'm the best in the world, et cetera. He would catch outrage or flack like you're seeing, like you just described with what happened this week. And it wouldn't happen if it was, right, a, a, a white heavyweight champion, I don't think. So definitely fake. Yeah, We should do fake or real. We should do fake or real outrage. We should play a game. Fake or real. You know how they do, like, did it happen or did it meet up? We should do fake or real. Let's do that. That, that That's the perfect transition <laughs> into my next story. So... <laughs> Fake or real, a woman in Alabama is five months pregnant. She's involved in an altercation that results in her being shot in the stomach by an assailant, the person that she was in a confrontation with. She is rushed to the hospital. She survives her five-month-old fetus. She was five months pregnant dies true or not true the alabama jury decides that the mom not who did the shooting the mom that was shot should be arraigned and indicted on manslaughter charges it's unfortunately true and that's why we're talking around it jesus fucking christ what Um, the fuck alabama yeah, I mean, this comes on the heels of um, the rights grab they made, the abortion rights grab um, that they made a month or two ago, and that was uh, largely engineered and written by men, although it was signed into law by uh, a woman governor. And so, Jesus, you backwards-ass state. I mean, that's all we can say here is, you know, this is hopefully going to, well, not even hopefully, you know this dang thing is going to, um, either get thrown out or if it's, if it goes through, we're going to get an appeal and, and it'll, it, you know, we'll take this until we get some sort of higher court decision because it's just outright nonsense there. And I talked to my wife about this a little bit and, and, and I happen to, I don't know all the intimate details, but I, I spent more time with the story than others this week. Um, they're saying she started the argument. That's why it's her fault if she had kept her mouth and it doesn't matter if you started the argument if, if someone shoots you in the stomach you can't be held accountable for the death of your child i mean that's just it's it's crazy it's 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 nonsensical and it's illogical and and i i i can't see it holding up in a in a in a real court of law with a reasoned person insane so the good news is that despite the grand jury stupidity Um, Jefferson County District Attorney Lenise Washington said that they are dismissing the case and no further legal action will be taken against the young mother who just suffered the loss of her baby. So at least someone in that department and that city and that state 
has a brain on them. I don't mean to paint all of Alabama with the same brush because that is absolutely not fair. Um, but man, I tell you what, a lot of the politicians and a lot of the people on on on, on the, the the law side of it, fuck. I, I, Holy cow, man! Yeah, I don't know what century you're living in. That only makes sense. Um, in 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 one ugly way, right? And that's if you're sexist, racist, or a little bit of both, or a lot of both. And it comes down to you know, well, you know, my libertarian worldview. It's I don't understand why you would want to, um, I don't know, have your worldview. That's not even the right word. I don't know why you would want to exert your will on someone else to say this is my religious belief. Um, and so I'm going to let that permeate the culture so much that the laws are going to be such that people aren't going to have, um, rights or we want to overturn decades old, uh, Supreme court decisions. Basically, I don't know why you want to mess with someone else's life when it doesn't affect you is what I, is what I don't get. And that's sort of like the libertarian, uh, philosophy, the mantra, right? Uh, libertarians are pro-choice everything as long as there's, uh, no victim and it doesn't affect anyone else. I mean, that's probably painting with a broad brush, but you get what I'm saying. I don't know why you want to be all up in, in somebody's bedroom and vagina. It just doesn't make sense to me. If things are consensual between consenting of age, sane minded people, it should not be a crime. Seems pretty straightforward, right? Pretty straightforward. I like it. What do you have in your mind, Mr. Nick Hodge? I've, I've, I've ranted enough. Um, I vented about all of the fake outrage and some of the real outrage. And uh, Lil Nas X continues to make me laugh. And we talk markets a bit. That's all I got on my end of it. I have to tell you about Hampshire College. <laughs> um, and let me let me click over to the story to make sure I get some of the details straight. Did you read about Hampshire College this a month or this week? A little bit. A little bit. What? So it's just too too rich not to share this college who um, <laughs> eschews uh, majors. You know, you don't have to pick a major because why bother? And they don't have grades because, you know, this is kindergarten and everybody doesn't need a report card and is not going on to have a boss or any real world accountability. So why the fuck would you have a college where you had any structure or accountability where anyway, so <laughs> how funny is it then that the college was unable to maintain its finances in a manner that it is now in danger of losing its accreditation with the college board? And that's not the funny part. It's just ironic. We laugh at the irony people. Not, I mean, just look, if there's no rules and there's no budget and there's no structure and there's no measure of accountability, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? People, this is just real life. It's like, come on, man. It's, it's like, it's like, and I'm not really a participation trophy guy. Like I'm not the dad that goes around ranting about, you know, everyone gets a trophy these days, but like when you're an adult, like not everyone gets a trophy, man. Like it might be fine in kindergarten, but we can't let that go all the way into like young adulthood and let these kids go to college. And I mean, look what, it, like you said it, if you got no accountability and no structure, the college couldn't even maintain itself. And so it's not even ironic because the definition of irony is that, is that it's an unexpected outcome. And this is totally an expected <laughs> outcome. So it's not even ironic. Oh, hilarious. I just, I just leave that there. It's, it's, it's hilarious. And the last thing I got um, <laughs> before I tell you about the 4th of July here in Idaho is because as my lighthearted story is the lady who killed a cobra 
because um, I don't I don't think this made national news, but I saw it at the bottom of a news story. And so if you heard about this, forgive me. But this little old lady, 73 or 74 years old, I believe, um, in the suburbs of Philadelphia, the north, the northern suburbs of Philadelphia, heard a disturbance. Uh, her bluebirds or some birds outside that she hears all the time, they didn't sound right. Like there was something upset in her garden or in her area. So she went out to, to the patio to see what was going on. And there was a giant snake <laughs> on her patio. And so she um, went and got, uh, I think it was like a shovel or a rake. And when she went, she was going to kill it anyway, before she knew what kind of snake it was. But when she went out there, it raised up and expanded its hood. And it was a full grown uh, King Cobra in Philadelphia on this lady's porch. And she, she proceeded to do battle with the King Cobra and was victorious and killed the snake with her implement. And in the AP quote that I read, this awesome old lady was saying, of course I knew it was a Cobra. I knew what I was doing. There was no chance I was letting that <laughs> thing get away into my neighborhood to bite someone else. So look at this badass old lady. Go you. <laughs> Cheers to her. Cheers to her. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That is a great way to <laughs> to, to, to close it out um, with a feel-good story. That's some good stuff, man. I, I'm not sure I would have taken on a Cobra without, uh, you know, I don't know. She, that, that, when I read that, I was like, man, go you. Go you. So that's perfect for me. Yeah, that's fine to sign off in, uh, yeah. on a 4th of July week on a feel-good note. You know what, man? I think they just made people differently back then, whatever it was, right? Whatever was in the water, the the, the, the way people were brought up, you know, it's just a different generation with, um, you know, a, a, a no BS meter that I think is, 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 is going to be missed in our future. The greatest generation, in fact. Well said. Well said. On this 4th of July week, I think that's a perfect way to end it, Nick. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Love each other out there, people. Be nice to each other. Mind your own business. Quit getting in people's business. Celebrate good things. Stay away from the bad energy. Keep the vibes good. This is episode 26 of Bizarro World. I'm Gerardo Del Real. Mr. Hodge, parting words. See ya. Bye, everybody.